Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Nailed that shit. Hey, hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Um, not bad. Lots of things to do, as always. Yep. Surviving. (laughs) Um, Flying back to ottawa in like two weeks which is exciting oh nice because we have um reading week so a slight break from thinking not really we've started studying for finals but (laughs) that's a later problem (laughs) how are you also super fucking busy um i have a very busy weekend ahead of me and it's all like fun things and like things that I want to do so like I don't want to cancel and then like the only thing that I didn't want to do was this morning but it was like a necessary thing why are you so busy this weekend um because I have poor time management (laughs) fair (laughs) so it's just yeah I um so to today for my boss's birthday his boss isn't for his boss (laughs) his birthday isn't for another week um but he's super celiac so um apparently a lot of sushi and sushi restaurants has gluten in it um because they use malt vinegar which apparently also has gluten there's gluten in fucking everything soy sauce has gluten artificial crab has gluten in it like lots of lots of gluten so I know how to make sushi because I was the sushi maker at Savon Foods temporarily for a bit. Um, so I was like, oh, I can just like make you sushi for your birthday because he said it was the thing he miss, m- misses most about being celiac. And I was like, oh, I'll just make sushi. So I have to make sushi for him and all of his roommates and also myself. <laughs> um, so I'm like a little nervous for that because I also haven't I haven't made sushi in a long time. So like, I I know that it's not hard and I know that I'll remember, but my anxiety is like, what if, what if you can't, like, what if you actually don't know how to roll it? Like, what if the roller you got is just like completely different than the roller you used, even though it's like the exact same fucking thing, just one was bamboo and the other's plastic. Like, but you know, like, you know, those intrusive thoughts that you have when like other people are expecting sushi and you're like, okay, I, I know how to make sushi. And then you're like, but do I? So, I feel like even being a Japanese person, I would panic if I had to make sushi for other people. I'm like, I know I grew up doing this, but do I really know? Yeah, do know? Like, yeah, like anything, especially if you go long enough without doing it, it's like, maybe I've forgotten, even though it's really quite simple. Like <laughs> I had that thought actually, like the exact thought when I had to ride a bike for like as an adult, you don't really ride a bike that often, or I don't ride a bike that often, especially when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't find the time to go bike riding because it wasn't something I'm really into or anything. And then we decided to go for a bike ride to the beach. And <laughs> like I know I know how to ride a bike, but what if I forgot? <laughs> that old Um, saying is true you once you learn you never forget how to ride a bike so yeah and I'm I'm sure the same goes for sushi making because like when I like I've I've prepped all of the most of the things like I still have some prep to do before I leave but I've like you know made the yam made the rice made some of the crab all of that stuff and like I just like it's just rolling it like I'm sure that I know how to roll it but also what if I don't <laughs> and I'll just give them like little, little sushi lumps. Here you go. <laughs> well, I wish you luck. Um, I'm sure it will go very well. Thank you. And that's uh, very nice of you to make for your boss slash friend. Oh, also, yeah, so busy weekend. Busy weekend. Yes. Also, I like really poorly time managed reading this book. So I'm really happy it was a short one because I finished it probably 20 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I also finished <laughs> reading this book. 
this morning. <laughs> uh, this is very uh, like it is. It is a short book for reference. It is two hundred and nineteen pages. I fully had to read forty of those pages this morning, and we've had like two weeks, so I had to read like a hundred and fifty. I I accomplished nothing this week. So you power read today. I did. It was very stressful. It was a lot of skimming, if I'm being honest. Not sure how much I retained, but I did read the book. Um, The last line is the most important. So you really had to get to the end. Yes. Yes, I did. I did read the last line. Don't worry. Um, And then, yeah, tomorrow I'm carving pumpkins with my friend Jade. And then also laundry and cleaning and being an adult chores day fair enough Mm -hmm. and then soon I shall be working seven days a week so (sighs) yeah that's gonna be brutal and then also doing the podcast (laughs) I'm gonna be having a good time I might have to start listening to them more carefully though when you ask me for edits (laughs) I feel like now though our workload is going to be like on par so me working seven days a week is like the equivalent to you doing law school and working whatever That's you're going to do for work well, I'm not working oh not yet N- no, no I, I don't intend to work during law school mm. I, I honestly I considered it like that was the plan initially when I came here and then um basically my work gave me like a month to settle in and let them know if I wanted to work or not um part-time obviously not full-time and (laughs) one month in I was like there is I barely have time for like happiness (laughs) so I think no (laughs) (sighs) lawyers don't need to be happy yes we do (laughs) we're sensitive just like everyone else you are not a sensitive person I'm the sensitive one (laughs) you are sensitive I'm getting better though you are getting better I wouldn't say you're sensitive but I would say that you acknowledge other people's sensitivities (laughs) (laughs) you're just saying I'm not a sociopath (laughs) thank you (laughs) but you were All right. Growth. (laughs) At least I'm going the right direction. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Clearly uh, too much, too much vodka for me already. Um, (laughs) What are you drinking today? Um, I am drinking neutrals again. Uh, Just a nice little lime vodka soda in a can. What are you drinking? Um, Some peach vodka with no I'm really struggling right now (laughs) I swear this is my first drink um tonic water there we go I was because I didn't I didn't I honestly had no idea what to call that sorry peach vodka with tonic water (laughs) That was beautiful. I love that. I think I could have just called it vodka soda and we would have not had that issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I consistently drink like vodka sodas or vodka waters. Like We called this books and bevies, but it should be books and vodka sodas. <laughs> or Bud Light. Or Bud Light. Maybe one day we'll branch out, try something new. I mean, we did do apple cider for Halloween. No, I did apple flavored Bud Light. Oh, I did apple cider. <laughs> On brand, always. <laughs> Do you have a, a reason for drinking this episode? Um, I guess this week was my busiest week of law school so far. We had um, four assignments 
to hand in, including two papers, and I handed it all in on time. Actually, before on time. I was I was on top of it. <laughs> and now that's all done. So hell yeah. Yay. Cheers to that. And what about you? Um I am drinking this week because or this episode because I don't know. I have a very busy weekend and it's all stuff that I'm excited for and it's going to be fun, but I'm busy and very, very tired. So, Ooh, also before we introduce the book, we are serious when we say we want our listeners to like DM us and like talk to us about the books that we've read or uh, reach out on our Gmail. We would absolutely love it if you guys have book recommendations or anything that you want us to read on the podcast. Um, Because a large part of the reason we started this podcast is because we do want it to feel like a book club. We don't want it to be, you know, just us talking to you guys about books that we like. We also see it as an opportunity to read books that maybe we've never thought about reading before Um, and actually talking with the listeners about it. But yeah, so whether you know us personally, because I know we obviously have friends who listen to the podcast, or whether you don't know us personally, like if you have a book that you want us to read and review on the podcast, like we'll absolutely add it to our list of books that we're planning on doing. And we want to kind of create a community here. Yes. Community. My brain is working so hard, but I can't, I can't think of anything to say. (laughs) All right. I think that's everything that I wanted to say before introducing the book. So take it away, Katrina. Okay. So this week, um, as I think we mentioned at the end of the last podcast, we looked at Love is a Mixtape, Life and Loss, One Song at a Time by Rob Sheffield. Um, this is a very wholesome, heartwarming book. It basically goes through like the perspective of one guy's life. As it says on the cover, life and loss, one song at a time. It's exactly what the book does. Sarah, what are your thoughts on, um, my recommendation? Um, I really liked it. I did not plan my reading times very well. So I read most of it this morning. Um, But it was really good. I think I mentioned in Perks of the Wallflower that in our Perks of the Wall... I can't speak. You're having troubles thinking of things to say. I'm having troubles speaking the words that I'm thinking. (laughs) Both are not great for a podcast. <laughs> the one thing we have to do is talk. Can't do it. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I think I mentioned in the Perks of Being a Wallflower episode that I really like it when books incorporate music because um, I think it adds a lot of depth to the story. And this obviously does that every single chapter is about a mixtape so you see the list of the songs and what most of the songs mean to the narrator or author which I think is super interesting it was a a little bit different than um any book that I can recall reading just because of like the mixtapes put in the front of every chapter And it's just a very real story. Like none of it is too dramatic that you couldn't see yourself in the situation. It's just, it's the story of a regular person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why I really liked it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Like it's actually a memoir of the author's wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it feels real. (laughs) I'm like, like, it feels like a real story. That's because it is one. That was a really nice way for you to be like, I think I know why you think. (laughs) All righty. 
you know what at least I'm polite it was very polite thank you all right so I guess for spoiler free part um it's it's very real story (laughs) yes as Katrina said it's a very real story of a man kind of going through life meets a girl romance music love and loss just like the cover says (laughs) but a little bit different let me just read the title out but rearrange the words (laughs) intellect i mean i don't think because it is a super short book and i would say it is like decently fast-paced i don't think there's a whole lot that we can say about the plot that is spoiler free um but i will say that um it's based in reality there is a mixtape at the beginning of every chapter so um you can kind of listen and uh understand what the author is maybe going through at that time i did not personally do this but you can if you want yeah from from a very light uh, google search it says that the book is an autobiographical <laughs> that's not what google says it says that's what katrina says an autobiography <laughs> oh no it is a memoir. Um, we'll just leave that first word out by Rob Sheffield. Um, That's it? Well, I was going to read the rest and then I was like, well, technically it spoils. But the title says loss. <laughs> this is not going well. You know what? I'm going to say it anyways. Technically it's a spoiler. But like you find out in page one. So it's true. Also, if you Google it, it immediately says what this book is about. Also, it's called Life and Loss. So you know what? Not a spoiler. Um, it, it's about the story of, according to Google, follows his first meeting of Renee, their love for each other, and the eventual loss when Renee dies of a pulmonary embolism in 1997 after only five years of being married to each other. And that is what the story is about. Also, 97 is the year we were born. Representing. Oh, so this is a terrible explanation of what the book is. <laughs> yeah, everyone take a shot for whenever Katrina says, according to Google. And you said that a lot. I don't know why I have to fall back onto Google. Like, I didn't just read this book. I know what it's about. I just can't tell you, apparently. Again, we go over this, like, every episode. 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 We read a book, and then we immediately forget everything that the book talks about. It's just what happens. And then we decided to start a book podcast. Back to our light public school rant. I feel like this is what the education system instills in us is to go through material and then immediately forget it once you write a test or something. And that is why that's what I blame for me not knowing what anything is happening in these books. Oh, man. All right. Well... I guess before we get into the spoilery stuff, do you have a rating out of 10 and an overall review? I've, I've come to the conclusion that really my ratings are, I don't think I think critically about them <laughs> in like comparison to other books. I think I read it and I'm like, this book itself is and then I rate it out of like 10 it has I don't think any reflection on other books I've read because every time I read a new book I'm like wow Mm -hmm. I honestly I was not expecting to like this book as much as I did I might have to give it a nine really 
yeah, I, I was a, I was a big fan. <laughs> did you like it less? I did like it less. Oh, damn. <laughs> Not. <laughs> it happened. It finally happened, guys. Um, I don't want to like discredit this book and I also would like to say that this might be because I read it in a day in a panic um gave it a 7.5 no way yeah oh how come I just feel like it didn't um I mean, like, there's a reason that I read it all in one day. Like, I kept kind of putting it off, even though I did start it, like, a week ago. And it just didn't, like, grab my attention as much as some books do. Like, there are some books that I, like, I pick up, I start reading it, and then I literally can't put it down. And this Mm -hmm. just kind of wasn't one of those books for me. Like, it's definitely incredible. It is very well written. I also like the use of the music, like I said before. But it just didn't. I wasn't as invested in the characters or in the story as much as I have been with other books. Fair. I I, I do get that. Because like, I I think I just really liked it because it was so real. Mm -hmm. Like it, it still felt like I was reading a story. Like I didn't think of it as reading a real life situation yeah but it felt it felt like a relatable story that I thought other people could put themselves into and I don't know I I feel like I just don't read a lot of books like that Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so cute it was really cute it was a very cute book yeah it was heartwarming I almost feel like I'm being harsh now but I don't know (laughs) I'm like wow I loved it you're like I did I really liked it but I just I I don't I didn't love it but I did really really like it that's why it's still like high but not I just I felt that once I finished reading the book like once I got to the end some books I'm like wow I can't wait to read the next one or like oh my god I need to read this again but this one I I just like felt nice it's true yeah it warmed my heart and that is why I like this book yeah it was a really good book just didn't it didn't quite do it for me but fair enough I I do really want to listen to all of the all of the music in the book though so I'm definitely going to go back and do that um um but I did want to ask you if you are willing to talk about this (laughs) well I already want to say no um (laughs) why did you choose this book (laughs) all right um this is is the real reason I gave it probably (laughs) but uh, to be fair I genuinely wasn't expecting to like this book as much as I did because I I feel like it's not the kind of book that I would normally gravitate towards so I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I will say this once and never repeat it again. Basically, I may or may not have had a One Direction phase. My favorite member was Harry Styles, allegedly. Um, his a book that he really liked allegedly was love is a mixtape by rob sheffield so that potentially could be the reason i wanted to read this book okay thank you for for your honesty i'm not gonna let you uh allegedly it's all allegedly (laughs) i admit nothing I, uh, I won't let you suffer alone. I also allegedly had a One Direction phase. So we will leave it at that. I just wanted to see if you would admit to that on the podcast. And you did. Incredible. Um, honesty, transparency. It's what we're about here at Books and Bevies. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know what I thought was real and relatable? Segway. Um, Are we moving um, into the spoilers now? No, it's like literally before. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not, it's not really a spoiler. It's just when they were like, um, why don't they have commercials for salt like they do for milk? I, I thought about that for a long period of time. I cannot think of a salt commercial. Nope. Me either. Ooh, also before we get into um, the spoilers, I feel like this also might be why I maybe this book wasn't a you know a super high rating for me because it kind of made me feel like very existential because there's a part early on in the book where um there's a quote where he says I have built my entire life around loving music and I surround myself with it and I don't know why but that made me like it made me think about how like in our natural lifetime, we will never listen to every song, just like we will never listen to every book and or n- read every book, not listen to every book. I'm, I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, not reading yeah. every book, but listening. <laughs> yeah, listening to every book. Uh, shut up, Sarah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that definitely... Like this book definitely made me remember that because I think about it a lot where I'll like find a new song and if it's like really incredible, I'm like, what if there's another song out there that'll make me like that may be even more incredible and more perfect for me and like what I love than this song that I'm listening to. And what if I never find that song? Mm, Sorry. That's true. I do get (laughs) I know I already mentioned this about TV shows. I do this with everything. Um, when I like one song, I will listen to that one song on a repeat until I no longer like the song or I've just like moved on to a new phase of another song that I really like. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, there's no way I'm going to get through all the music I should hear mm-hmm. because I listened to one song so many times. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. And sometimes that song will like resurface after a little while and I'll start listening to it on repeat again because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this song. Yep. But yeah, anyways, I did have a point to what I was saying, um, <laughs> however many minutes later. <laughs> but um, when, like, when you're reading this book, just be aware that it'll probably make you feel some sort of existential way towards music if you already have those feelings. Fair enough. Are, are we in the spoiler part? I mean, <laughs> I we feel like we've gradually segued into it. I feel like we should give a spoiler warning. I also feel like I've said the word segue at least too many times in the past <laughs> hour. So, <laughs> segue, and then also according to Google, and then what was that word that you were trying to say? I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> I forget what it was. Just say it so that I remember auto autobiographical oh. there you go thank you is that what it is autobiographical autobiographical <laughs> well that's not it <laughs> again moving past that i think it's autobiographical i think you were right the first time that just sounds but that sounds wrong incorrect i don't know so. Anyway, so we're going to get into the uh, spoiler part of the show. So if you haven't read the book, uh, don't keep listening if you want to read it. But if you don't want to read it, then you can listen or you know, you do whatever you want to do. We don't control you. <laughs> <laughs> also, there may have been spoilers way earlier. <laughs> I don't think those were like full spoilers. <laughs> she dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 
it's a memoir. It says it on the cover. We've been over this. Um, we'll just title this. It's all spoiled. That was my bad. Um, yeah, I mean, the cover is a spoiler. Okay, now into like the genuine. Ooh, actually, also, I mean, like we are moving into the spoilers. So, like, this is the spoiler. Sp- <laughs> moving past that (laughs) Um, sometimes I wonder like we've been we were born and raised speaking English and like sometimes I see words like I can't even guess how to say this correctly should I be better probably we should both be better always anyway Anyway, um, back to this very wholesome yet sad book. Um, it, if I did not, like, very clearly in, like, the front of the book, you know it's about loss. Um, also, they tell you that Renee, his wife, dies right at the beginning of the book. So you know that before you go into it, which I think is very helpful. Because um, if I found out when they, like, go into detail about like her death and everything if I found out at that point that she had died it would have ripped my heart out <laughs> right yeah it was I mean I was still a little teary-eyed when I read that like it was really sad to read especially like knowing that it's based on it like what actually happened like knowing that it's fucking this man had to actually go through that like I don't know it also makes you think like life or the universe or whatever like whatever thing you believe in yeah, yeah, i thought you're gonna rearrange the title life again. And loss. <laughs> something about life loss one song Maybe songs <laughs> but no like i i don't know like whatever obviously people believe in like obviously we have religion there are people who are spiritual there are people that are atheist everything like that but whatever you believe in I really do think that life is just fucking random like you can literally just die like whether it be a natural disaster that happens or a fucking embolism like they were young when she just fucking dropped to the ground and died and she had like no like previous really health issues before that and she literally just fucking died yeah she was healthy I think it mentioned that like she took vitamins like Mm -hmm. exercise took care of herself stuff like that so it really is sad to think about that we do so much to like elongate our lives and stay healthy but like really like you can get have any control yeah like there's literally nothing there's nothing you can do. I realize I'm taking a very sad situation and trivializing it by saying what I'm about to say, but I'm still going to say it. Um, I always think of that when I want dessert. <laughs> Where I'm like, really having a piece of cake would make me happy because I like cake. So might as well eat it. Mm-hmm. I could get hit by a car tomorrow and then I wouldn't have eaten the piece of cake I wanted to so Mm -hmm. yeah I think if there's one thing that this book is really good for it's like kind of making you realize how fleeting life is and like you really should push to enjoy your life as much as you can while you're here because literally who knows like yeah I feel like the book is really about like enjoying the little things just like appreciating um, the people you have around you, which is why I enjoyed this book. It's just, it's just sweet. I thought you were going to do another segue. <laughs> segue? Okay, <laughs> new game. Take a shot every time Katrina says segue. <laughs> segue, segue, segue. Um, so, you know what I actually loved? It was he was talking about having crushes on women Mm -hmm. and it was like every time I have a crush on a woman I have the same fantasy 
I imagine the two of us as a synth pop duo. (laughs) And I have never considered that doing or doing that with a crush that I've had. Me either. I feel like it's a good way to determine if you really like them or not. Yeah. Maybe I'll just, I'll start doing that. Would you be in a synth pop duo with this man or woman? Also, would this person be willing to be in a synth pop duo with you? Because honestly, if you're not down. That's true. It's a test of character, really. Right. And it's like, are you actually going to be a ride or die? Are you going to support me when I'm kind of being dumb and wanting to start a synth pop duo? Because that's what I want. (laughs) I also really like the, um, there's one chapter called Mm, Rob. Mm -hmm. And it's based on like the song Bop, you know? Yes. I... It's like the song by Hanson. Mm-hmm. I had a very weird phase with this one particular song. I think I did. loved it to the point where they came to a festival in Ottawa when I was in my undergrad and really? no one else was willing to go see Hanson because it was like 4 p.m. or something. It was too early in the day. I also think it was a work day, so I had to leave work early. <laughs> But I was like, you know what? So I went alone to a Hanson concert. (laughs) And that's what that made me think of. I mean, honestly, I would do the same. I think everyone had a weird obsession with that song. Like, it's a legendary, iconic song. It was so good. Was that your, like, did you like look at what the mixtapes were like did you look at all the songs and read them over i read the songs i didn't i didn't listen to yeah all the songs no and there was a there was a lot that i didn't know same which is why i want to listen to them but like what was your favorite song that was on one of the mixtapes do you think Hmm. Hmm. i don't know do you have one i do but it's also like a chapter title, so it's pretty blatantly obvious. Hey but Jude. Uh, hey Jude. <laughs> I love that song. I knew it. Yes. Hey I'm sad. Sarah can whip that out on piano. I can whip that out on piano. Um, and with my beautiful singing voice. But <laughs> yeah, I remember like one of my earlier childhood memories. I don't I think we had like a VHS of a Beatles concert or something. And I remember watching it and I watched like Paul McCartney play Hey Jude on the piano and obviously sing it. And like the crowd went crazy and it was just an incredible moment. And ever since then, it has been like one of my favorite songs of all time. Honestly, I I, I don't really have a song that stood out. Hmm much other than the Hanson one just because it brought me back also I think my my personal favorite part about this book is the way it ended Mm. um I feel like sometimes you read a book and it's a disappointing ending sometimes it's just like a okay now it ended Mm -hmm. this book (laughs) wrapped it up so nicely (laughs) basically at the very end of the book it's like telling you that people don't know what love is so they're like what is love and then it's like but the answer is simple love is a mixtape oh and that's the title of the book well i mean i think i loved it (laughs) i liked it um i feel like It's also when you like think about that line, it's really beautiful because in the beginning of the book, he talks about his relationships with mixtapes. And I think I actually have like a, I definitely sticky noted it. Um, Okay, so he's talking about mixtapes. And this is something that I also kind of agree with. But he says, 
I'd rather hear the Beatles getting better on a mixtape than on Sgt. Pepper any day. I'd rather hear a Frank Sinatra song be between Run, Run DMC and Bananarama than between two other Frank Sinatra songs. When you stick a song on a tape, you set it free. Which I think is, I mean, I guess the equivalent to that these days is like a playlist. But I mean, when you think about that and when you think about him saying love is a mixtape, it's because like a mixtape has a lot of different like tones it's not just one artist it's not just one kind of vibe I guess is the best word that I can think of to like you know but it's all like the same feeling if that makes any sense like when you make a mixtape you're like oh this is what I'm feeling right now these are the songs that are making me feel this way so when he says love is a mixtape it's like well it's all the songs that make you feel like you're in love I'm yeah, I, I just I just took it as like that. That's the way that he expresses love. Mm -hmm. And that's how he views love. So like, for me, love is not a mixtape. Mm -hmm. That's not how I feel about it. But I just thought it was a very accurate, wholesome wrap up to the story he just told of his life with Renee through mixtapes. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It was really cute and really sad. <laughs> yeah, I think if if I hadn't known already what that was going to be about, I don't think I would have, that would have been way too heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. To in the book, they, they're they just having a good time. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, and then she walked over and then fell over and died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was so sorry? sudden. It was so sudden how she died. It was literally just like she stood up and then fell. <laughs> It's like, like when, when you hear in the beginning of the book that she dies, you think like that there's going to be some like big moment, but then she like, she literally just died. And I think that almost made it a bigger moment, if that makes sense. It, it was just like passed over so casually. Mm -hmm. And even the way the paramedic apparently like told it to him and he's oh. like, yep, she's dead. And he was like, she's dead? He was like, yep. I also really like that he was, like, happy in the end. Yeah. Like, he still remembers Renee fondly. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's happy whenever someone brings her up. But he moved on in the best way that he could. And I really liked that. Mm -hmm. It was just nice. It was <laughs> nice. Made me feel all warm. <laughs> It was definitely nice how real the book was. Like, I feel like you get a real representation of what it's like to grieve. Like, it didn't just happen overnight. And, you know, it was obviously a real representation of what death is kind of like. Like, death can be quite sudden. Like, I think a lot of people like to make it out like it's this long thing that happens, but not always. And then I think it was a very real representation of love obviously because like they even talk about like the fights that they had um like it wasn't all sunshine and roses but it was just it was just life like it was it was a very real representation of just what it's like to be motherfucking human it's so sad to think about like the reality of it um for like us mm -hmm. because it is such a real story like this could potentially happen to you or me. Oh, I know. I did have like a, a question. We both kind of talked about how we like to listen to typically just one song on repeat, but like other than that, what is like your favorite way to listen to music? Like, do you like playlists? Do you like albums? Do you like just putting your liked music on shuffle? Like, usually I'm a big, um, I would say playlist person, but they don't have to be like, it's not my own playlists that I make. I like finding them on Spotify, the other one, the ones people make and I like listening to them. But I do also like just putting all of my music on shuffle because there's one specific reason that I like doing this. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Michael Buble. <laughs> now that it's... <laughs> becoming the Christmas holiday season. I passionately love Christmas music. I don't know what it is. 
But the feeling, the feeling that Christmas music gives me is just another level. Makes me so happy. Um, And I feel bad during other times of the year when I click on the saved Christmas song in my liked songs. Because then I feel like I'm actively listening to Christmas music in like April. But you are. I am, but it's it's weird. Um, and I know that. However, if it comes on on shuffle, I have no power. I'm just gonna let it happen. Then I don't feel bad about listening to Christmas music. And that is my really long-winded way of saying both. <laughs> well, no, you, there was one that you missed. I asked also if albums. No, oh, I I only ever listen to like the album the first time it comes out sometimes though i'm not i'm not like a huge music person so i know like artists pick the layout of their album so it can be really important to them but i'm very sorry sometimes i just pick and choose the songs that i think have fun titles and listen to them you know i think for me like when when an album of an artist that i love is first released i definitely listen to it cover to cover and I probably listen to it cover to cover a couple times, but I'm also a big fan of playlists, but I like making my own playlists. And I know you follow a couple of mine. It makes me feel very important. Um, but I'm a big fan of making my own playlists and kind of discovering new music on my own. And I also like listening to my music on shuffle because I, um, I saw this meme one time a long time ago and now Ever, ever, every time I listen to my music on shuffle, I think of this. So maybe I'll curse you a little bit too. Um, but I, it was like, imagine putting your music on shuffle in a room full of strangers. And like, it's just like the first 10 songs and like what they're going to think of you is like based off of the first 10 songs. And then I think about how much my music taste like jumps around and it gets like, you know, I have some that are like classics, some that are like, I have pleasers. straight up Monty Python clips on my Spotify. I would right? never play my songs on shuffle at a party. No, same, same, a hundred percent. But like every time I do it now, I think about it, and I'm like, I'm like, what if, what if I, what if I was doing that right now? And I listen to it, and I'm like, oh my god, because like some of obviously some of my music is incredible, but there's a very good chunk that is quite questionable I feel like I used to be more self-conscious of the kind of music I liked Mm -hmm. but I feel like I've come to the conclusion that my music taste is just my music taste I like what I like some of it is very not cool and I am okay with that what do you mean Monty Python is so cool yeah but you know like high school musical one (laughs) some of the songs great would I want that to come on in front of my peers maybe not you know I encourage you though next time you do listen to your music on on shuffle just like visualize it and be like because I don't know most of the time for me every time I've done it I've been like oh like the first song is typically good and like we get a good streak going and then there's one song that comes on where I'm like oh my god this is where I would pass away this is where I would be way too embarrassed to like stay in the same room as these people. Okay. So (laughs) I pressed shuffle on my Spotify. So that's what we're going to get. Perfectly Lonely by John Mayer. Oh, Empty Space by James Arthur. I Miss You by Blink-182. Home by Gabrielle Alpin or Alplin. Glad You Exist by Dan and Shay. Better by Khaled. Then again, Half Moon Run. I don't want to say You have to. You started the bit. <laughs> the Witch is Burning by Monty Python. Stranger. Live in a Benz by Jacob Banks. And Carolina in My Mind by James Taylor. I don't know if that was 10, but I felt like it was 10, so I stopped it there. I also don't know if it was 10. I did not count, but 
All right, we'll do mine. Um, so first song, Personal Lies by Joe or DJO. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Transparent Soul featuring Travis Barker by Willow. Caution by The Killers. Be Still by The Killers. this is how i disappear my chemical romance nice daydreaming ariana grande up there post malone money on straight the killers i have a lot of the killers i love the killers super trooper by abba and really is all over the place i i told you and Lady Grinning Soul by David Bowie. And I did count mine. That was 10. That's all I'm doing. I feel like everyone must have this kind of stuff on their like Spotify or Apple Music. Like there's no way you have everything that's just like perfectly curated to play at any social event. Literally, no. Literally, that is not true because, okay, <laughs> one time I was at a party and um, I know shocking to everyone, but uh There's this drinking game. It's like my favorite drinking game ever that I like to play where you take like a big piece of cardboard or a big piece of paper. I'm going to try to describe this fucking drinking game on a podcast, which is always hard to do. But on a big piece of paper, everyone's name is written down and circled. And then you go around a circle trying to flip the coin. And if the coin lands on someone's name, that person drinks. But if it lands in an empty space, you create a rule and circle it and then if the coin lands on that rule whoever flips the coin has to do whatever it is and it can be something like kiss the person to your left or like something whatever like you can make any rule um and one time I was playing this game and I put like put your Spotify on shuffle and whatever song comes up you have to play it like in front of everyone and no one was phased no one was nervous everyone thought it was like the stupidest rule and I was like are you implying that you are confident and proud of all the music you have on your Spotify that would I want to play that game now <laughs> that would make me so nervous I'm gonna make an album called liked songs and then click that so it looks like it's my liked songs but really it's my socially acceptable liked songs I also have terrible party music because I like a really like slow kind of sad music don't know what it is I just like it so no no one really likes hearing that at a party (laughs) it's true it's true see this is the joy of this book (laughs) Not only do you talk about the book, you talk about your music taste. It's true. It is a good book. It's just are you, are you rethinking your 7.5? Are you confident in it? No, I'm pretty confident in my 7.5. Fair enough. I just think there's definitely books out there that I know I'm going to like so much more. I know. That's why I had the initial thing of, I do not judge these books based on each other because I honestly don't think I do. Because I would have given, we were liars. I was actually thinking about that as I was reading this book, because I was like, I'm giving this a 7.5. Yeah, which see, is- that's the thing. Like, I can't, I can't give it something close to we were liars, because that's, <laughs> we were I- liars offended me. <laughs> I think we should honestly rethink our uh, ratings for we were liars, because I was like, since we've done more episodes, like. I feel a lot more confident in my ratings. I feel like we did We Were Liars so early that I was like scared to give a book a bad rating on the podcast fucking two episodes in. Yeah. Now I think I would confidently give that a five. Same. Yeah. Like very, very middle ground. Not a bad book, but not a great. Like it's fine. It's a book, but like didn't do anything for me really not really I just like now that that bar is so high everything has to be like so much higher than that and we only have like three numbers to work with (laughs) yeah so I'm thinking from this point on 
Let's change our We Were Liars rating to five. Is it E. Lockhart that's the author? Yeah. <laughs> Deeply offended. <laughs> like, yeah, now that we've read more books, it's a worse. <laughs> I highly doubt that E. Lockhart has read this podcast and gives two shits about. I like how you keep saying read and listen, just like the opposite. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, there's no way she's read this podcast. I'm, like, I'm also confident no one has read this podcast. Didn't know you made a typed version for us. Yeah, but I highly doubt that she has listened to this podcast, let alone gives a damn about our opinions because she is a best-selling author. <laughs> I'm like, I know this book was incredibly successful, I don't like it. <laughs> like, how much money do you think she has made off that book? That's true. It's a very popular book. Just because we didn't like it doesn't mean it's not a popular book. All right. I mean, I think I'm pretty much said all I got to say. Yes, yeah, ma'am. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I'm pretty, we're pretty done with spoilers. So I guess I'll just introduce the next book. We've kind of decided that we're going to, somewhat alternate picking the book as long as we both agree but I don't think either one of us will have like a a big disagreement on picking a book um so for the next episode we decided we want to read a sad book because we are just in need of some pain I guess um And we decided on It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. So if you haven't read it yet, feel free to pick it up. We've heard it's a very sad book. Um, I don't really know what it's about at all, actually. So we're kind of both going into this completely blind. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much what I got about. That's all I got about the next book. Do you have anything to add? No, not really. All right. You want to follow us on social media. Our Twitter and Instagram is at bookbevies, B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. That's bookbevies. And our email for longer inquiries is bookbevies at gmail.com. Wow, you memorized them. It's only the name of our podcast. (laughs) I'm still surprised and proud of you. Thank you. I also did not think I was going to get that, but look at me. Um, But yeah, and like we said, kind of in the beginning of the episode, feel free to message us or email us any book recommendations you have um, or any thoughts you have on the books that we've read that maybe we didn't cover um because we'd love if you just thought our opinions were terribly wrong (laughs) which uh is probably correct (laughs) considering we have no idea what happens every time Uh, life is just soup and i'm a noodle or immediately made made me think of um water snakes didn't like that eels (laughs) i think there's more than just eels isn't there aren't water snakes like a thing not all water snakes are, um, maybe maybe you're right and i'm wrong probably water <laughs> did you know i found this out recently no one knows how eels reproduce there is no, no. back up what were you doing <laughs> that made that come about i was listening to a podcast <laughs> okay well but yeah, no, no one knows how eels reproduce. How is that possible? And Do we not have eels in captivity? Apparently they like die before they reproduce, but there's new eels popping up all over the place. There's this um, podcast I listen to called Dude, That's Fucked Up, hence the eel topic. <laughs> um, but like basically the way that eels I guess breed like I guess eels breed can't breed in captivity so eels breed in nature even freshwater eels they all go 
literally to the Bermuda Triangle and then dive super fucking deep so nobody knows how it happens. And eels don't have reproductive organs. There's no sperm, there's no eggs, there's no nothing like that, like literally, but they go down and they dive in way too deep for humans to go in the Bermuda Triangle. Understand how anyone can go swimming. (laughs) Eels make baby eels in the Bermuda Triangle with no reproductive organs. And we think, oh, let's go swimming there. Like, literally, I know that, like, obviously so many people don't believe in, like, supernatural shit and stuff like that. And I'm like, bruh, there is so much that we do not know about this world. Again, like the the Bermuda Triangle, for instance. And it's like, yeah, for sure. We have no reason to believe that there isn't a scientific explanation but what if we never get a fucking scientific explanation it's the bermuda triangle everything goes missing missing eels mate there and no one knows how or why and it's like the fact that eels in like fresh water will go to the ocean and then swim to the bermuda triangle and then dive super deep and then babies and every time scientists have tried to like recreate anything so that they can like figure out how eels reproduce the eel will just die like there's never there's no scientific explanation for how eels reproduce that is the greatest source for conspiracy theories i think um so they're aliens a hundred percent eels are aliens i think they just multiply that's yeah. what's happening down there and they know that we know that something's weird so they're like it's just a generally accepted eel rule of if you get caught die before you share the secret yeah oh yep so that's been causing me some grief now i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> it's fucked up the planet life sucks and it is fucked up and there's so many so many fucking weird shit and fuck it was really funny because I was at work when I was listening to the podcast and like I, I was like in a bush weeding and pruning and all you know doing my job and I literally just shot up out of the bush and I look at my boss and I was like Nick and he was like what and I was like no one knows how eels reproduce and he was like okay Sarah like relax calm down (laughs) slowly regretting hiring you every day that you work here well you gotta make up where it was sushi exactly did you just google it yes i know you can't see that but i don't i don't understand (laughs) and it's not even the fact that we don't know how they reproduce it's the fact that we we know that they do reproduce and we know that they don't have reproductive organs so it's like but they're like, there's still eels. Cause like, if they didn't have reproductive organs, there would be no reason for there to be eels existing today. And it, also the fact that when we try and mimic their habitat, they die. Yeah. What are they hiding? I should have gone into marine biology. I feel like I'd be deeply invested. Honestly. Also the fact that like, the, like we've explored more space than we have the ocean. Like That's what do you the ocean's mean? fucked up. The ocean is so fucked up and we should be focusing on that because it's like presently our planet. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, mm, no, it's fine. What if... <laughs> Like the Bermuda Triangle, all the eels are just going to come out and take over our planet. Like, fuck you guys. Also, what I- if they're just there. Like there is a finite but very large number of eels in the Bermuda Triangle, all in little like pockets, little egg pockets. So then the reason they go down there is just to like let one out when they feel like having a kid and that's why Hmm. they don't have reproductive organs because once that set amount of eels that is hidden down there 
is gone. It's gone forever. But there could be like 400 million. We don't know. What if the Bermuda Triangle has like some sort of weird like marine plant that makes you immortal? So they just go there, eat the plant, get like X amount of years younger, and then they come back, but it's the same eel. So maybe there's only like a thousand eels. And but they they've been here. Live forever. Yeah. I highly recommend the podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's really good. I'm looking it up. They me. literally didn't even like talk about, like they didn't talk about eels for that long, but because they have a podcast that's about fucked up things, they were just, one of the girls was just doing like random Googling and she found that out and she was like, what the fuck? Well, we do need to say goodbye. <laughs> we still haven't done that. We just talked about eels. <laughs> just slowly fade out the conversation. That would be fun. Um, I've lost my place in reality now that I'm thinking about eels. Um, thank you guys for listening as always. And thank you for supporting our podcast every way that you can. Bye. Bye. <laughs>